Hello, and welcome to this episode of Hammering Down, presented to you by Birmingham Sports. I'm your host, Kaylor Hodges, and I have no voice. I just got back from the Birmingham Atlanta United match, which was something. There were two matches. They were 70 minutes each. The first one, Birmingham Legion won, 0-0. Yes, I did say that. I'll explain a little bit. And the second match, we lost 1-0 thanks to a goal from a center back. It was weird. Okay. My voice is killing me. So I am going to be actually sipping on some red diamond tea, coffee and tea as we're drinking this, as we're drinking this, as we are doing this. So if you want to grab some and, and sip along with me, go for it. But I'm sorry about the voice, but I want to get this out. So let's get into it. What you're all probably here for is going to be the first team match, which included seeing players on the other team like Barco and Joseph Martinez, both in which neither came off. They started and they finished the match. So we held players like Joseph Martinez and Barco from making a real impact on the game. Joseph had a fantastic chance, but it was cleared at the goal line by uh what's his name? Uh by Johnny Dean. Hit him square in the back of the head. Don't think he meant to do it, but he was there and it is what it is. MVO made some fantastic saves. It was an awesome night for Matt Van Okel. Defense overall looked pretty good. They had a few chances, but not a lot. It was very, very interesting to watch. Our defense looked pretty solid. I was really impressed with Vanuel Cavita. He's a big guy, but man, he moves well. There were also a few times Alice Cronali, friend of the show, uh, he uh, not only went up into the box and tried to score, he was the one leading the charge. I mean, he said on our show that he used to be a striker, but man, he went from the back line with the ball and went all the way into the box with the ball, which was, or not into the box, but like at least well into into the attacking third, which was really interesting to watch. Don't know if I want him to do it that again because it immediately led to an Atlanta attack where he was kind of sprinting back, but it was it was something. It was really interesting. So, first first half, let's just talk about that. Honestly, I thought it was a pretty even half. Uh, Birmingham had a golden chance to at least put a shot on net and with JJ, and he pushed it wide, but it was nice to see him around. JJ was around the ball a lot. He didn't have that last touch. He did not have that finishing touch, and his passing ability was there. It wasn't amazing, but he was making a lot of plays. It seemed like every single one of our build-up plays, JJ was involved in, which was really, really cool to see. Um, Junior Flemings. I was kind of disappointed. Is that fair to say? I mean, it's it's early in the season, but I'm a little disappointed. He looked good, but he didn't have that same pace that we saw him have in Phoenix. Maybe that was neutralized by MLS talent. I don't know. But didn't look hot to me. Um, Bruno, Bruno Lapa, another friend of the show, he looked really good. He, You could definitely tell he was getting a little bit frustrated as the match went on. We had a lot of moments where we should have scored. Um, the biggest one being in the second half where we had a two-on-one breakaway with thanks to another bad or another forced error, which we did a lot of, by the way. 
uh, Legion forced a ton of errors. I mean, Atlanta looked sloppy. They We made them look immature. Is that fair to say? And they had a lot of older guys out there. That was pretty close to a first team that we played. Uh, Brad Guzan was not in goal, but pretty much everybody else out there was a really, really pivotal part of that team, including, like I said, Barco and um, Joseph Martinez. There was also a couple guys out there that were definitely from Elena United too, uh, like Dom. He was their uh, right winger. He We've seen him a lot in Atlanta United too. So at the very least, we're definitely competing we're going to be able to compete very well against Atlanta United 2 this year. Um, if Dom ends up going into the first team like it seems like he is, uh, we fared extremely well. Anyway, let me talk about that one goal that we should have had. Um, basically, two-on-one. Nico had a one-on-one with the goalkeeper. Basically, he had he had the defender basically beat... Um, and we saw this a lot last year where we would just try to pass it instead of just having a go at a wide-open goal for a slightly more open goal. He passed it over to Bruno in which the pass was way too heavy and just get it right across and did not even get close to Bruno. Granted, the field was very wet, so it was a little bit more... It skidded a little bit more than I think they were prepared for, but... It was bad. It was really, really bad. And that was an easy goal. That was going to be a tap-in for Bruno. And it is what it is. But very disappointing. The second half of that match, it was all Birmingham. I don't know what else to say. I mean, they Atlanta United had two chances, really. Two real chances, and that was it. The rest was all Birmingham just forcing mistakes like crazy. I mean, they made Atlanta United look bad, which on one hand, does that mean Atlanta United is bad? I don't know. They still have a new coach. They have a lot of transition stuff going on. I wouldn't say that, but even then, a bad Atlanta United is going to be able to compete very, 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 very well in the USL. So I was very, very happy with that especially whenever you see that they played other teams lately and were crushing them, especially USL squads. And we held a draw, which I was very happy with. I think if it would have been a full 90 minutes, I think there would have been at least one goal scored. And by the way things were going, I think it would have been us. Granted, I'm a little bit biased. But if you're listening to this, you're probably biased too. Um, We only saw one sub made the entire 70 minutes and it was for a center back trialist I don't know his name I don't know who he is it's a person all I know is that he looks a little bit like Zlatan and he wears number 19 and plays center back um I'm just going to go ahead and share my opinions on him because he also played in the second match with the reserves so I feel like it kind of goes across both ways. When he had time on the ball, Duke could pick out some passes. Dude was good. He was very, very good at possessing the ball and getting the ball to the right player. He saw a lot of things that I, not even I could see with more of a, a higher view of the pitch, which was very nice. That said, dude did not handle pressure well whatsoever. Uh, he almost had one of the best own goals I've ever seen. 
Luckily, it just barely went over the bar. Very, very scary. And he also just, whenever somebody got near him, he just really rushed getting the ball out. There was no real clearing the ball, and there wasn't really a real pass to it. It was really just kind of passing it to the other team or putting his own teammates into a bad position. Also, I'm definitely breathing into the mic right now, and I'm so sorry about that. Um, I want to try to not do that anymore. I'm the worst podcast host of all time, especially with my wonderful, wonderful voice right now. And yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, number 19, I was very conflicted because he has a lot of talent and I felt very happy with that, but he just was not handling pressure well whatsoever. And that happened again in the second match where, I would like to say that was kind of his fault, sort of, that we lost that second match. And none of the back line really handled it well, but it wasn't great. It was not a great look. That said, overall performance, it was it was okay. The first team was okay. I was impressed how he handled Atlanta United, but I was with our defense, our defense was well. We possessed the ball really, really well. I mean, I think we held majority of the possession. I don't have any stats on that to back me up. I didn't do that. I was just there to have a good time. <laughs> but it was – I felt like we held most of the possession. But we definitely dictated the pace of play, which was nice. But our offense just did not finish, which was really worrying. But that's really about it, all I have for the first match. Second match was another 70-minute match, and it was it was fine. Uh, we lost 1-0, like I said, off of a defending mistake. Kind of left Trevor out to dry. We had a lot of uh, trialists for this one, and kind of a funny moment. We had a left back um, who was a, it was a black guy wearing number 15. Our right back was a white dude, very white dude, also wearing number 15. I don't know what that means. We have two number 15s, apparently. Only Maybe only one of them is going to make the squad, and they're fighting for that 15. I don't know, but it was very entertaining. <laughs> Something else, um, I think, now I cannot confirm this, but it looked like Josh Bauer, our old uh, right back got the start for Atlanta United's reserve team. He was wearing number 24. Uh, so good for him. Shout out to Josh. I do wish we would have kept him around for another year, but it is what it is. Um, for our back line, we had three trialists and Jake Roof, which Jake looked pretty good. He looked confident around the ball. He was definitely having to coach the other guys on the back line of where to be because – a lot of the trialists looked pretty lost. Out of all the trialists we had, that there were really two that stood out to me. Number 15, the black number 15, our right back. Oh, he looked good. He looked a little lost at times, but he definitely seemed like a little bit more experienced he was going to be. He was going to be really out there. And we had a left midfielder, left wing. I don't really know. I couldn't see the formation, but he was playing the left wing area. Number 25. Oh, he is a stud. Dude, he is so good. I am very excited to see if he gets a call up. If he doesn't, I'll be a little disappointed. 
Uh, granted, our midfield is completely stacked. Um, also, Daigo got a start in the reserve match, and he was definitely a good leader out there. If there's anything Daigo is going to be, he's going to be a fantastic leader, and I'm very excited to see how he can coach up some of these younger guys. Overall, it was a it was a fun day. Um, I really don't have a lot else to say about the reserve match. It was about exactly how you think it'd go. The refs could care less about what happened. In the first three minutes, they missed four handballs. It is what it is. It's a reserves match. It was very sloppy. It was very ugly, which made it really entertaining. <laughs> um, I will say this. I'm leaving this very optimistic because the finishing will come. Our offense didn't look great in the sense of finishing, but, man, we created chances. And to be honest, we completely neutralized both Barco and Joseph Martinez aside from one shot Joseph had, which was cleared off by Johnny Dean. You can't ask much more for that, especially since we all pretty much said our defense was going to be this, the most worrying part of that. Let me tell you, I think it was Prosper Kasim missed another goal. It was an easy goal. Johnny Dean had one of the best balls I've seen in a while, just perfectly into the box behind the Atlanta defense, and Prosper pushed it wide. He knew it as soon as he hit it that it was going wide, but, man, it was a golden opportunity. We were dictating the pace of play. We were dictating everything about that game. And honestly, we really should have won 2-1 to one or drawn 1-1 or something. I mean, we played as the better team. There is no doubt about that. And I'm very optimistic because the finishing will come. It will get there. Not every single match is the field going to be as slick as it was and as slippery as it was today. I just hope it happens. <laughs> the defense, it seems like they're solid. Alex is doing great. Oh, by the way, uh, Matt Van Okel, Matt Van Okel was the captain for the match, so good for him. It seems like they're trying to keep the captain in the back line because it was Mikey a lot last year, but it was not Mikey this year, so I'm guessing they're trying to keep it back there. I don't know that for sure. I have no sources on that. Just an observation. But... That's really about all I have from that because it was it was just a really boring match. The most entertaining part was watching everybody fall. <laughs> um, but I do want to say a big thank you to you guys for listening. Um, it was really cool. I met a lot of you guys out there. A lot of you guys stopped me and said, you know, they're, you're really enjoying it. So if that was you, thank you so much. I, it meant more to me than you think it did. It was awesome. And... You guys also helped me raise money for charity. Um, we, thanks to you guys, we donated $575 worth of goods. How cool is that, man? It's the Central Alabama for Tornado Relief. $575. That's awesome. You guys are the best. Um, hopefully, we'll keep doing stuff like that throughout the year. I'll try to keep things coming out so we can give to charity because I said this before, I'm not making any money off this podcast. Would I like to one day? Well, yes. Um, I'd rather not be broke, <laughs> but, um, 
if we can give this money to charity and give more back to the community, I'm all about it. But my throat is killing me. I have like many hours of homework to do, and there's really not much more to say about the match. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, kind of just like my first reactions to matches, just let me know. I'm planning to do these kind of things during the USL season and also have a fully broken down version of it where we break down every, I don't know, 15 minutes of the match and we'll talk about it. Uh, in a podcast so you guys fully understand what happened during the match but since there is no replay of the game I can't do that now but I really appreciate it guys thank you so much for listening and keep hammering on